0: Welcome to the Gap Church podcast where we're filling the gap through freedom in the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Turn with me quickly as you're on your feet to 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4. As you're on your feet, please 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 4. I'll read from verse 4 to 5 and then I'll jump to verse 9 and 10. Are we there? Yes, verse 4. Exactly. The Bible says this: Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house. I want you to touch your neighbor and say, I'm a work in progress. I'm a work." I'm being built up a spiritual house. I'm being, I'm being built up a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now jump with me to verse 9. The Bible says, can we read this together if you have it? It says, one, two, three, and go. But you are... Can you repeat that one more time? Say, you are... You are continue a royal priesthood a holy nation yes his own special people that you may proclaim we can preach right there you've been called out of darkness and you've been called into his marvelous light if you're in a season of darkness under a dark cloud the lord says after tonight he's bringing you out of that darkness and he's bringing you into his marvelous life. you're coming out touch your neighbor say i'm coming out i'm coming out i'm coming out i'm coming out and the bible says in verse 10 it says who once were not a people but are now the people of god who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy i want you to do me a favor go to three people and say i'm god's own i'm god's own i'm god's Once you're done, please be seated. I'm God's own. I would like to uh, honor my brother, uh, Minister Clifford, here, who I missed. May God bless you. He's, he's also God's own. He's a gift to us and he's been used by God this entire weekend. May God bless you, my brother. May God bless you. Come on, help me appreciate him. Can you shout, I'm God's own? You see, I want this revelation to settle in on the inside of you because when we talk about being God's own, we can't continue any further unless we begin by bringing Jeremiah into play. The Bible talks to us and says that Jeremiah was a youth and a young adult just like you and I, but there was something special about Jeremiah. The Bible says that he was chosen even before he was born by God. The Bible says before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. The Bible says that Jeremiah was chosen by God. There was nothing that Jeremiah could do He just had to rest and resolve in the fact that he was chosen by God. Some of you, you need to come to this realization that there is nothing that you can do that could ever separate you from the love of God. There's nothing that you can do that could ever push you or pull you away from being divinely selected to be God's chosen generation. I want you to do me a favor one more time, beat your chest and say, I'm God's own. We understand that God chooses those that he loves. Jeremiah was somebody who had flaws. He had fears. He had issues. He had problems, just like you and I. Sometimes he didn't feel like serving God. Sometimes he didn't feel like a son or daughter of Jesus Christ. Sometimes he didn't feel anointed. Sometimes he didn't feel like praying. I I lost the church right now, or you always feel like praying, isn't it? He didn't feel like preaching or reading the word every day or even coming to church all the time. But the truth of the matter is that he resolved within himself that God had chosen him. And when God chooses you, God will say that, no, you're mine. You're my special people. You're you're separated unto me. You are mine. How many of you know that God is jealous over you? It doesn't matter what you do or what you don't do. God is jealous over you. And uh, I was in my hotel room thinking about, you know, the day that I'll be able to bring some 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 Ralph the 3rd into this world. And I'm just like, I can't wait until I have my own mini me. I mean, I got to keep it going. My dad's Ralph Senior, I'm Ralph the 2nd. I got to bring the Ralph III the 3rd and then he has to continue the Ralph the 4th, the Ralph the 5th. And if he doesn't continue it, he's gonna be in trouble with me. But I was in my room thinking about having someone who has my features and has my characteristics and my smile and, you know, is running around and they run like me and they walk like me and they talk like me. And my brother Josh, he's here, he's nodding his head, he knows exactly what that is being a father. I'm like, I can't wait until I have that opportunity to, you know, take my kid to the park and, you know, let them let them run around and they're being stubborn just as their father is and I can't wait for that and you know the truth about it is that sometimes my kid Ralph the Third, he won't always get it right he won't always be perfect he won't always look good sometimes you know with kids they have snot on their face and they they blow up their diapers and you know sometimes they sometimes they mess it up they get it wrong and you have to hold them sideways if they're smelling too much and I have no experience with that but I'm just you know I'm tapping into Dr. Yenny's anointing and Josh's anointing you know, I, I, you got to hold them a certain way. Because sometimes they don't always look too appealing and sometimes they, they say the wrong thing and say the wrong word and they, they say too much and you know, they, they do too much and you're trying to sleep or they're trying to climb all over you and they, they spill some things on the floor and uh, I can't wait until I experience that because it's almost like it doesn't matter what that child does. It doesn't matter if they do good or bad. They're still always going to be my child. I want somebody, somebody to get this revelation. It doesn't matter the good that you do, the bad that you do, it doesn't matter where you've been, it doesn't matter whose bed you've been in. Come on, somebody. Just doesn't matter what you've said, there's nothing that you can do that will cause God to love you less. God says, despite your flaws, despite your shortcomings, you're still mine. You might smell at times. You might not get it right at times. You might, you know, have an attitude sometimes. But you're still mine. Might even disobey my voice at times. But God says, you're still mine. God says, I've chosen you because i know that there's something that's great on the inside of you and i'm just speaking to the people who are like me who never get it right all the time but i'm i'm speaking to a people who are like david where god it doesn't matter what i do god i I want your spirit never to leave me god it doesn't matter how far i go god never let your spirit leave me because without your spirit i'm nothing and so father i come to you every day with my mess with my dirt and i say lord help me because without you i'm nothing I love this because we understand that in order to be God's own, in order to be used by God, we have to recognize that we are chosen by God. And get this, when you're chosen by God, you are also desired by the devil. Are we together in the back? When you are chosen by God, you are also desired by the devil you have to recognize that when you are god's own the bible tells us that in first peter 2 verse 9 that god specifically says that you are my chosen people you are my special people You are my holy nation. He says, you are mine. You are mine. You are mine. And so if God has chosen you, you must just resolve within yourself that there's nothing that you can do about it. You got to walk around knowing who you are, that you're chosen. And so people who are God's own, they recognize that they're chosen by God. I want you tonight to leave this conference knowing that you have been chosen by God you can't walk around anyhow you can't say how you feel all the time no because God says that your mind you got to move differently you can't talk like everybody else talks no you got to speak from the place of victory not from the place of defeat you got to speak from the place of faith and not the place of fear you are chosen by God but you're also desired by the devil the Bible tells us in Luke 22 verse 31 Jesus was having a conversation with Peter and he tells Peter, Peter, I love you so much. Peter, you're mine. I'm yours. I love you so much. But the truth is, because there's a divine mandate over your life, Satan has desired to sift you like we. There's some people sitting in this room because of what's on you. The devil wants to break you down. He wants to break down your finances. He wants to break down your joy. He wants to break down your peace. He wants to break down every single thing that allows you to be separated unto the Father. He wants to break you down peace by peace. Because you're chosen, the enemy has desired you. But the beautiful thing about that scripture is that Jesus tells Peter, Peter, I know that that Satan has desired to sift you, but I have prayed for you Come on, we serve a God who's praying for us every single day. The Bible tells us that God's in heaven and Jesus is seated at the right hand side of the Father. And he's making intercession for us. That means that on our good days, on our bad days, Jesus is right beside the Father. And he's praying for you that your faith will not fail. I decree and declare over your life right now as you're under the sound of my voice. May your faith not fail. May the devil never have you. May you escape every plan and every trap of the enemy. May you be separated unto the Father because Jesus is praying for you. When you are God's own, you have to realize the weight of your calling, or should I say the weight of your assignment. Every single one of us here needs to recognize The weight of your assignment and the weight of your calling. And the truth is that there is a twofold dimension to that. Our assignment as Christians is broken up into twofold. The first is that there is a collective assignment or a collective calling that God has called every single one of us to. And the Bible tells us in Mark 16 verse 15, he says, go into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Our collective assignment as believers is to go into the world and to preach the gospel, to go into the world. God says, I'm I'm commissioning you forward. You can't leave this conference not knowing that you've been assigned to go out into the world to preach the gospel, to save the, the death, to, 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 to heal the sick. You, you have to know that God has called you his very own to go out and to preach the gospel to every person, every creature, everything that lives and breathes god says go out and preach the gospel you got to know this that you do not need to be a, a, a pastor or a preacher to be able to go out and preach the gospel you can preach right from your instagram page come on somebody you can preach right from your tiktok account you can preach anywhere you don't need a microphone in your hand to preach someone's being delivered right now You don't need no microphone or no stage to preach. God says every single person, because of this assignment and this collective calling, I'm literally ushering you in to this collective calling or this collective assignment to go out into the world and to preach the gospel. That's our collective assignment. But in the second way, we also have, second fold is that we also have an individual assignment. There is an individual assignment that God has called every single one of us to. That's why the Bible talks to us about even John the Baptist. The Bible says that John the Baptist, his sole individual assignment was to go and prepare the way for the coming of Jesus. When we think about... John, we think about all he did was he stood in the wilderness and he began to baptize people. He began to baptize people. He began to say, listen, God is coming back. Jesus is coming very soon. Jesus is coming very soon. Repent of your sins. That was John's assignment. We also understand as well, Peter, the Bible says that Peter had his own unique assignment. And his unique assignment was that he had to build the church of God. That was his assignment. That means that you also have your own assignment. Whether you're called to be a minister, whether you're called to be a businessman or a businesswoman, whether you're called to to, to go into the world and to speak to people and to help people and to to be a social worker or to have your own type of ministry, God says that everybody is called in in two ways. Firstly, to this collective assignment— And secondly to this individual assignment and you can also think of it like this that all of us go to university who's gone to university or college here before can I see by raise of hands before yeah amazing all of us a lot of us are educated here when you go to university not everybody is in the same program everybody's in their own faculty is that correct is that how it is here right So we all have been given this assignment, this mandate to go to university, and then even within university, everybody has their own faculty. Now, within the faculty, everybody has their own program. And within the program, everybody has their own specialization. And so if you've been called to something yourself, don't look at somebody else and say, I want that assignment. I want that calling. No, God has given you your own specific and unique assignment to walk out. And so that means that you've got to focus on what God has called you to. Don't look at, don't look, oh, why, why are they getting married before me? I'm more pretty than them. I'm more handsome. than them. Why, why are they the ones I got more money than them. I got more followers than them. I'm, I'm, from, come on, I'm coming from a better family. Why are they the ones receiving all this? But listen, brother, sister, face your front and walk out your own individual calling. Touch your neighbor, say face your front and walk out your own calling. Don't look to the left, don't look to the right. You run faithfully as to what God has given you. And you understand because everybody, I want you to pay attention now, are we together? Because everybody has their own unique calling, their own unique assignment, everybody will also need their own unique anointing for that assignment. Did I lose you? Are you, are you here still? Because everybody's been given their own unique calling, assignment, mandate. That means there's also an anointing for that specific assignment, calling, and mandate. And the danger, ladies and gentlemen, is being sent forth into your calling or into your mandate or into your assignment without the proper anointing for that specific purpose. And so God's own people recognize the necessity... Of the anointing oil I want you to touch your neighbor you're working with them today and say you need an anointing you need you need an anointing tonight before we leave here you will receive an anointing I said you will receive an anointing you will receive the anointing to go forth and exercise and just be built up in whatever assignment that God has called you to you will receive an anointing tonight the Bible says that there is a necessity of receiving an anointing before you're being sent forth. Every single one of us here, we've come from different parts of Texas, different parts of America, to abide here and to dwell here for God to empower us to go out, to go and raise the dead, to go and preach the gospel, but to also go forth and continue our individual assignments But for that assignment, you need a specific and unique anointing for that assignment. The Bible talks to us, if you could put up Acts chapter 10, verse 38. This is one of my most uh, favorite scriptures ever in the world. The Bible says that even before Jesus stepped into his Full calling. The Bible says that he had to go through an anointing. God himself, he said, I I can't send my son forth unless I anoint him with the Holy Spirit and with power. Some people hear you're walking in your calling, but you don't have an anointing. That's why you're hit by all these roadblocks and all these things. And you start a business, then it it has to close right away because you never received the anointing to fully be ushered into that calling. Ladies and gentlemen, you need an anointing. The Bible says that Jesus himself was anointed by God. What does it mean to be anointed? Uh, The the Greek calls this word, uh, uh, right there in in, in that text, it calls this word uh, a creed. That's what it means. It means creed. That word anointing or anointed means creed. And what, what that is specifically is when you take olive oil and you smear or rub it, on a a, a specific space or a specific person, you consecrate that one thing. You literally take the oil and you smear it everywhere. Once they've been smeared, once, once you've been smeared, once that thing has been consecrated, then that thing has been set apart for divine use. And so if we put both of these things together... We understand that even before Jesus was released to go and raise the dead, to go and open up blind eyes and open up deaf ears, the Bible says that he was smeared with power and with the Holy Spirit. Do you have oil for me tonight? Can I have oil? Can I have oil, please? Some of you, I want you to get this picture and never forget it. Because before you leave here, you must be smeared with an anointing. And so before Jesus stepped out and did what God called him to do, he was smeared. The oil was all over him. It was all over his body. He was smeared with an anointing. Some of you, in order for you to get this, I got to do this because I want you to know the importance of being smeared with oil. God in heaven, he said, son, before you go forth, I need to put my Holy Spirit all over you. I need to put my Holy Spirit all over your body, all over your mind, all over, every, everywhere, every single part of you. I got to smear you with my presence. I got to smear you with my Holy Spirit. I got to smear you all around. He was being smeared with power everywhere he went. That's why there were so many miracles, testimonies, signs, and wonders, because he was smeared with an anointing. God says, my my anointing is upon you. It's everywhere. It's everywhere Everywhere he went. There was oil all over him. Everywhere he went, there was oil. Smear. Listen, you cannot do what God has called you to do if you don't look like this. If if, if the Holy Spirit is not not on you. If he's not on you. If he's not on you. If he's not if his presence doesn't go with you what can you do what can we do without the Holy Spirit? What can we do without the power? The Bible says that creation awaits the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. The Bible says that God is waiting for you to get some anointing onto you. So when you step into being a social worker, when you step into being a psychologist, when you step into being a doctor, you are an anointed doctor, an anointed psychologist, an anointed pastor, somebody who's been smeared. It's all over your life and there's nothing that hell can do about it, you're anointed in the morning you're anointed in the afternoon you're anointed by God you've been smeared never forget this you gotta be smeared, you wake up every morning, that's why you fast and pray you're smearing yourself you can't just look drippy, listen we want to know what you do in in your prayer closet (laughs) Listen, you got to ask yourself, if this pastor's doing miracles and he's prophesying, what does their their sacrifice look like? I love fashion. I'll pop out in whatever. I'll probably Marzillas, Yeezys, whatever. I love fashion. But listen, when you come to my room between 12 and 3, I'm smearing myself. I'm saying, Lord, anoint me afresh for this generation lord anoint me lord just do something new in my life lord i cannot walk in my calling without power or without the holy ghost i need an anointing i need to be smeared smear me lord some of you when god begins to smear you what he'll do is He'll begin to cut off certain things from your life the Bible says what? That the anointing breaks the yoke. Some of you, you you've been in some yokes and some bondages, and it's all over. You can't break the cycle of addiction. You can't break the cycle of pornography. You can't break the cycle of lying, of gossiping. Gossiping is a sin. Let me tell you that. You can't break the cycle. When someone tells you something, they, they got to think twice because they know that what they tell you is going to go to San Antonio or to Houston, and it's not going to... Your mom's WhatsApp and your dad's WhatsApp happened god says when i smear you i gotta break something today spiritually god says, i want to smear you with my presence whenever you stand to sing or minister let it not be you let it be the anointing that's been smeared upon you it's, it's all over you, it's, it's everywhere, it's everywhere. Somebody is getting this revelation. You need the oil. Listen, listen, Josh, listen. The work of the ministry is not in cool clothes or in good songs or in good messages. The anointing is in, the, the work of the ministry is in the smearing. How smeared are you? How much of God's presence do you carry? When you lift your voice, how much of God's presence do you carry? Are you smeared enough? The Bible says, and Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who in the world are you? You ain't got the oil. You ain't got the presence. They don't know. Hell does not know who you are because you're not smeared enough but i heard in my spirit that god is raising up a generation out of the gap church out of houston out of dallas out of san antonio who understand that they need the oil because the oil is what sets them apart the oil is what keeps got close to them the oil is what they need to break the curse to break the bondage to break the cycle you don't need no cool songs you need the oil you don't need no cool preaching you need the spirit of the oil you need the anointing because when the presence and the power and the holy ghost is upon you everybody takes you know hell knows that you're awake heaven knows that you're awake the angels know that you're awake it's because when you're smeared with god's presence and power and the Holy Ghost everybody knows that somebody dangerous is up hell takes note why did they not know the disciples because they were not smeared but the bible says in acts it's better that i go that the helper might come When the Helper comes, the Helper came and fell upon them in Acts chapter 2. And when the Helper came and fell upon them in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says that the Helper began to move in a rushing mighty wind and every single one of them received their own prayer language and they began to be smeared with the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Ladies and gentlemen, you need some crazy anointing to take care of some crazy demons you need a crazy anointing to break some crazy curses you need some crazy smearing to break some crazy oh are you here tonight dallas are you here tonight you need anointing listen i don't know what you want from me god sent me for my prayer closet tonight to tell you that you need to be smeared listen america we're tired of the cool preaching we need the power My wife doesn't look like this. I don't want it. I don't. If your husband doesn't look like this, I, listen. You shouldn't want it. You need somebody who will stand with you and stay with you in the place of prayer and strike the ground until you have the victory. Ah! So I need somebody, my brother Cliff, who will stay with me in the midnight hour and strike the ground and strike the ground and pray until I receive the victory and pray until I get the open door and pray until God gives me the breakthrough. I need somebody who is smeared. I need somebody. You need the oil. I don't want to push it any forward. Do you need the oil? Oh, Jesus. The Bible says that there are two types of anointing oil. The anointing that's called the shemen. Can everybody please bip on your feet tonight? I'm done. Keep me right there. Stay with me right there. There's There's an oil that's called the shemen. And what the shemen does is the shemen causes for one, to receive enlargement, to receive increase, to receive fatness. And so what the Shemen does, if you're in bondage or if there is a yoke on your around your neck, when you've been anointed with the Shemen oil, what happens is it causes for your neck to enlarge and the yoke begins to break off of your neck. And so the Bible would say in Isaiah chapter 10, That it shall come to pass that the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil that oil there is the cement it causes your neck to enlarge it opens you up if you have a little bit when the cement comes upon you what happens is it begins to open your it opens up your life that means the curses and the things that have been on your family once you've been anointed with a specific oil that anointing causes you to enlarge that's why Jabez said that Lord might you enlarge my territory that enlargement is because of the anointing oil which is the cement, which causes enlargement that means that every single bondage or barrier on you breaks off because of the cement oil that type of anointing now there's another type of anointing my my guys in the back are you with me the shemen, and there's also the sheer anointing the sheer anointing is anointing that we're going to shout over because what the sheer anointing does is the sheer anointing brings favor to the unqualified to the forgotten about The sheer anointing is the anointing that was given to David where he was anointed in the presence of all of his brothers and nobody could do anything about it because there was the sheer anointing which is an anointing of favor and separation and so that's what Isaiah says in Isaiah 61 that you have anointed me and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor he has sent me listen God is anointing you whether you've been called for whether you've been chosen whether you've not been selected before in the past God says because you've been chosen by him what God is going to do is God's going to anoint you because the faith the Lord is upon you the hand of God is upon you and once the anointing of the shear comes on you every eye will see every ear will hear how God can bless somebody who's been smeared oh listen you can't explain my testimony you can't explain the miracle it's because I'm smeared all over I'm smeared all around it's the smearing of the cement Tonight you can ask God for the fatness of the anointing oil. You can ask God for the favor. You can ask it for one of them. For both of them. It's up to you. But for me, I want both of them. I want the I I want to become so big that the yoke breaks, and I also want to be anointed so that the favor of God is upon my life. I'm unstoppable doesn't matter at what time in what place I'm smeared with the anointing of God listen tonight I want you to say I need an anointing come on say I need an anointing the anointing of God is coming upon you to break yokes and break curses some of you have been in bondage some of you you've been going through some things that cannot be explained and it's not your fault it's because there's a yoke but God says that we must desire the anointing because with the anointing we can then be sent forth to our different ministries to break the curses off of the people of God. Every hand raised to heaven, the Lord says He's about to anoint people right in this space. I want you to speak to God. Say, God, I need an anointing. Begin to pray. Say, God, I need an anointing. I need an anointing. I need an anointing. I need an anointing. You cannot be sent forth unless you've been smeared in an anointing. You can't be sent forth back to your city unless you've been smeared. Thank you for tuning into the Gap Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text safe to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.